All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, you're one of 12 listeners of the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. Tell you, boys. Seems like every week is a year right now. I'm salty. Every day is a year right now. Every year is a decade. Every second, an hour. No lie, I came into the office this morning. And I thought I'd been here for like at least six hours and it's been to 90 minutes. I'm just super bitter. Let's really ma- angry. Let's mark this in our captain's log. November 29th. <laughs> or sorry, November 19th, 2018. Uh, captain's log. The 25th place Oilers in the NHL have gone out and put in a real stinker of an effort last night. Two nights ago. They've had a hell of a weekend. And a they played 60 minutes Friday. of hockey over two games mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's start it out. We took 70 brave souls down to Calgary on the nation trip. Yeah, good group. Uh, purposefully, I have no idea what's going on because I wanted you to tell me live on the air, which isn't live anywhere. There's 12 people listening and probably 11 because I don't think my mom's in town this weekend. Talk to me, Bag Milk. How was the trip? It started off great. Good energy. Where'd you meet, Pint? Uh, no, we were uh, Home Depot. Yeah, Home Depot. The, yeah, the other Southside Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, good energy. Everybody came in prepared, hydrated. Mm-hmm. Drinks 70 people. We were ready to go. Ready at, to party. Yeah. Stopped at Rig Hand. Got As to. we're leaving town. Got yeah. to. A couple of shots. Nice. Pint. Garlic Caesar. Rig I was Hand pretty, took care of us. I was pretty gunned by the time I left Edmonton, to be honest. Good. Good. You weren't driving the bus, were you? Nope. Perfect. Shout out to Barry, though. Yeah, Barry. Barry had his work cut out for him this weekend. Barry came through in a big Barry, way. Barry showed that his uh, uh, danger or uh, driver danger aversion training. Uh, he must have taken it twice. Yeah, it, it showed that uh, he was paying attention on the road because he needed to apply his skills. Oh man, did he ever! Road was dangerous. Fuck me, was it? Yeah, it was like they got that big. We got that big dump of snow on what Friday. Mm-hmm. Highway two was a mess. Yep, a mess. And then I don't know what happened in front of us. Was there an accident or just people were slowed down? It was a parking lot. Remember, it was, I remember the parking lot. And then all of a sudden, we're kind of walking up and down the aisles. Chris and I handing out beers to people, and Barry slams on the brakes. Yeah, like, scary. And we start slams sliding, and, and then and then he and then he shifts over to the other other uh, lane right away because we're also coming into this like parking lot type yeah. situation. It was like you come over a hill kind of like mound or something. Where so on the road s- is this happening? Oh, in between uh, probably oh, but the Innisfail death corridor. No, it was oh. in between like Leduc and Lacombe like somewhere. It was right near I, I and uh, sorry, I'm not insensitive. But I don't 
know the new name, but old Hobima, new Hobima. Right. It was right near there because we ended up yeah, yeah, getting yeah, off the highway it. and then driving through there. So that uh, that's point of reference. Sure. But uh, what it was actually happening, because like we just saw, like we were on the side of the bus we were on, we just saw that like we're sliding and we stepped on the brakes and there's all this stop traffic in front of us. But it was it was it, what was happening on the side was what was the stuff Barry was trying to avoid because there was some shit going down. There was a car, I guess, that lost control. It was going in and out of the ditch and it, it was somehow avoiding a bunch of cars and it came out of the ditch and was was coming to T-bone the bus. And that's when Barry pulled his move to get us over to the other lane really quick because there's also cars in the other lane. Like, And so Barry pulls his magic. We apparently just, because I wasn't sitting on that side, just missed got in, getting smashed by this car. Rick's, Good God. Rick said the SUV that almost hit us was like th- three, four feet at most from hitting us. And it was like, it would have been T-bone right into the side of it. Yeah, so like kudos to Barry and for paying attention in driver safety class. Dude, and he was ice cold. Ice cold. Did not get rattled. Yeah. If you had a heart meter on him, it might have gone up one beat. Not even. People who drive like long haul truck or drive a bus or a regular on the highway, like nerves of steel, a lot of these people. Yeah. If you're a pilot, you're flying up in the air, 30,000 feet in the air, bag milk, you're not running into that kind of shit. No. If you're, on the, if you're on the streets in the bus, you got to deal with some drama. Barry barely even acknowledged the spontaneous Barry, Barry, Barry chant. Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking massive round of applause, chanting his name. Like, the, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. It was gnarly. Yeah. So what time of day was this? It really brought the team together. Oh, yeah. man. Near-death experience? Yeah. yeah. Uh, time what, of day is probably be around one. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, Did the bus have a bathroom on it? Yes. yes. Did everybody go to the bathroom? After? No, I just evacuated in my pants. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They. Uh, so what? I guess the real cause was like a, way, a little ways up the way is a semi hit the ditch and lost its entire load of lumber, and so that was like so they had to get all that shit removed, and that's what caused the parking lot. But Barry, knowing you know the rural roads of Alberta as well as he does, we hit a shit hook, went the other way, hooked onto Highway Two A, and. Saw scenic Alberta. Again, unfazed. Unfazed. Barry's just like, all right, we're parking lot. Two-way. Here I come. Calmly turns the bus around on the highway and away we go. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it was, it was an interesting start. So I thought for sure, having survived that, that, uh, you know, I was uh, meant to stay on this earth to watch the Oilers win. Yes. Jay also stole our money, Wanye. Huh? Uh, we decided to windicate. You gots to. Or that's when you make a syndicate of winning bets. That's right. We signed a windicate in at uh, Hybrid in Red Deer. So Jay was the money man. Right. We came out about even. No, 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 no. We uh, we lost half our money. Came out less than even. Right. Jay pockets the cash. Says we'll distribute. Later on the evening. So hold on, you took bets against and for the Oilers on the bus? No, no, no. A Winnicott of VLTs. Oh, uh, yeah. At, oh, oh, uh, oh. We pulled. Hybrid. I would say what? There's probably 10 of us. There was, probably, there was probably about 240 bucks. <laughs> and you just went heavy on a. VLT. We went heavy and. Where was the VLT? What? Did you say it was for a slot machine or a VLT? VLT. VLT where where was the VLT? Hybrid, the restaurant hybrid. we stopped. Oh, at the restaurant's called Hybrid. I thought it was like a hybrid betting system you were rolling. I no, no, I no. didn't really understand what they were going for in there. Yeah. It, was like a, it was like a strip club sports bar. The best. Like it had a, it was a weird vibe. Good burgers, though. Great burgers. In Red Deer? Yeah. In Red Deer, yeah. yeah. I like that they go with like the McDonald's style fries, too. Oh, yeah. So That's good. always a win for me. Yeah, no, it was good. So you take 240 Earth bucks, step up to the VLTs at Hybrid and go, what it do? S- step it up. We diversify across all of mach- a few machines. Smart strategies. We get our asses handed to us. On all the then, machines? And then Lisa Evans takes like our remaining sum, plays like the most high value game. Got all of our money back, but we were greedy. We wanted more. Yeah. And then we were also running out of time, so she spun it down. And we got half our money back. So I had the the honor of being responsible <laughs> for the money. And here's the thing. So everyone put in 20 bucks. I go and I get, I go redeem the ticket. I get paid out in 20s. Everyone, everyone get, should get half their money back. And I have got a, sh- a mitt full of 20s. So like, it's already, the odds, uh, it's already going to be a headache. You're like the guy taking bets at a cockfight. And everyone's just waving money uh, in the yeah, air. And you exactly. have no idea what's going on. So then I'm like, okay, hey, I'll get drinks at the bar. 
Uh, I'll get drinks at the bar. Don't worry. I'll 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 make I'll I'll, no, make I'll this take whole. care of you guys. We got I'll, this. I'll, we I'll got take this. care of you guys. And then I forgot the money in my vest, and I didn't wear my vest to the game. Oh boy! So then I'm getting chirped about that. And so the whole the whole trip, I'm getting chirped about <laughs> owing the money. So then to try to make it right, I, I still have this cash. I keep waving it in front of them. It's real, but no one wants it, right? No one wants the responsibility. They they actually enjoy the fact that they can just continually juice me. It was more fun. Having Jay just being able to bark at him that he was a thief all mm-hmm, weekend, mm-hmm. Yeah. then actually getting my ten dollars. So we we stopped at a gas station on the way home to shut everyone up, and I bought eighty dollars just worth of, <laughs> like you know how hard it is to spend eighty dollars on like junk food. <laughs> so I, I'm buying big bags of this. Oh sure, gummies, this that, and I'm just throwing them around. I'm like, are you happy? <laughs> right, and then I still had some money left over, which then I used as a tip to give to Barry on our behalf. So we, Barry, I'm pretty sure from us got a pretty sizable tip. Yeah, I got a sizable tip. So Deservedly like, so. Deservedly so. Well, exactly. Saving each and every one of your lives 100%. is probably worth ten bucks a head, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get into Calgary late, late. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got delayed. Yeah, because that uh, the roads were so bad, and also we got held up there. Sure, and had to take the long way. Of course. So what time did you get into Calgary at? We didn't have much time. It was dark. Yeah, it was dark. So 3.15 p.m.? Well, I had a little uh, latitude that joke there. For no, we didn't on. have much time. I think we had like like 20 or 30 minutes to like kind of get settled in. Like I had we were one supposed quick to, beer and I was out. Yeah, we were supposed to have like two and a half hours. Like there was talks of a hot tub and all this good stuff. Then I found out the hot tub to be a lie. Yes. I saw a Coombsy tweet. He was livid. Coom was, he was on another planet. Oh, fuck. I'll tell you a story about Coom. Falling the down the stairs. Jeez, the thing. It wasn't the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, Coombe was on another planet. By the time we left Leduc, he was three or four sheets to the wind. Good man. Yes. These kids. Oh, man. Yeah, so, he partied. So you go to the hotel, you stop at the hotel, you drop off your shit, you see the hotel hot tub is a non-factor. Out of order. Probably for the best, saved the pregnancies of the nation trip 2018 from occurring. <laughs> I purposely leave my vest in the room to preserve the cash Smart. I got. Winners win, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you win in a Windicate? You rob the Windicate. That's how- Stupid Windicates. You get to the Saddle Dome. Get to the Saddle Dome. We Still have the shovel. Very poor disrepair, the Saddle Dome. Terrible arena. Well, oh. and first of all, it took 30 minutes for us to get to the Saddle Dome. It is dome. such a pain, a, a pain in the ass to get to. It's like, a dump. To get into. Like, it's points, it's, it's access points. It's, it's, it's so limiting. Huge it's bottlenecks with huge. all the cars getting to the front of the, to drive. Everyone in Calgary out. loves going one per car because none of them have any friends. Yeah, like so no, just one per car. Whatever, I'll go to the game by myself. Nor should they. So that took a while. So we're getting fired up on the bus, crushing booze, make our way up the stairs to the saddle dome. The plan the whole time was to return the shovel. Which so we, for people who don't know, last two years ago or last year, last year, last, year, last February, Coombs last April. steals April. a shovel from the saddle dome. Yes, worst shovel of all time, damning us as a franchise. Yes, and so we returned it and stole a new shovel. Well, well, yeah, we'll get you there. Yeah. yeah. So we had the shovel and we were trying to figure out how we could get it through the metal detectors. So I was very, very proud of our group for banding together. We had a very strong system. Cam had the shovel in his jersey mm-hmm. in the back. Evan, the intern, is making sure that it doesn't slide out in the bottom. You know what I mean? Like he's keeping everything tight towards Cam's body. We make it through the metal detectors. And, and let's undetected. be clear. It is quite visible that Sam, that Sam that uh, Cam has a shovel tucked in the back of his jersey. It's either that or he's got the worst hunchback. He's got Lucic syndrome. Exactly. No one's ever seen anything like it. You know what he's got, the thing. That's <laughs> muscles on Lucic. It ain't on Coom, that's for sure. Our problem was that we made it clear through the metal detectors, clear through security. We got greedy. Shout out to the security at the Saddle Dome. People can bring a shovel straight into the joint. <laughs> With absolutely no trouble. So obviously we're celebrating the fact once we get through the security with, uh, with the shovel. So Coom takes it out immediately and like holds it up, and literally this, four feet from yeah. the metal detectors but, uh, we just walked through. And, 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 and we didn't like the, the whole point was to return the shovel. It's just how it happened. So it's was just more hilarious. He stole the shovel last year from inside the concourse. Like in, why is there a snow shovel on the concourse? There's like the a vestibule there? before you go outside. Oh, so they they have the I shovels see, there. See, so. Coom takes it out. Remember, we're all like just cheering, and this like lady security. You can hear, you can hear her like bouncing. He's got a shovel. He's got a shovel. <laughs> She's running around like on her mic, like code nine, like shovel, shovel on, shovel on deck. And uh, so she just comes up all of a sudden. It's like you have a shovel. Oh, like uh huh. Nothing like, gets past you. Like, this is actually your shovel. Yeah. Cam's like, just like we came to actually return the shovel yeah. to you. 
and she just angrily takes the yeah. shovel away. Do you work here? No. <laughs> Took the shovel away and then let us be. People in Calgary are so particular about their shovels. <laughs> well, this one this one had modifications. Sure. It yeah. had been trimmed down on the sides of course. to fit the stairs perfectly. Perfectly. So we felt it was our duty to bring the shovel back. Yeah. It was snowy, right? Like they snowy. needed it. Yep. So and we well, not before we stickered it up a little bit, so it's been tagged. Yeah, they need to know. You need to know. So we're off to a hot start here. Oh yeah, like, like that's the thing. Like we are living our best life. Near death experience, check. Yeah. Windicat, Windicat, check. Lisa Evans driving victory. Yeah. Get inside the saddle dome pre-game. Make it through security with shovel. Meet a nice security agent who I'm sure we'll hear from again later in this story. Well, she'll talk about how she debunked an attack on the saddle dome by. Yeah. By getting that shovel. A bunch of Edmontonians brought a shovel in here, yeah. and I was there to disarm yeah. them. She will be revered as <laughs> as a hero. And then you, I, I, we're, we're about to go to break here. Jared's got the three up, so I want to I try and do this smooth. Everybody at this point, where are you sitting? You're sitting very high. Well, press we're level. going to meet our Sherpas to take us up yeah. to the press sure. level. Sure. What yeah. a fucking hike it is. It is a, it Saddle is Dome a, doesn't have elevators. Just there, before you think you're almost there, you're halfway there. Yeah. Do you remember the one time when we used to go and sit up top and they didn't even have seats in the couple, like a couple seats had popped off? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like in general, yeah. the 300 That's section? where we're sitting. Yeah. We're sitting at, it's, they call it press level now. And you're, so you're like above the catwalk. You can't even see, like you can barely see the other side of the ice, yeah. let alone. <laughs> like one time we went there and the seats that were on the, like the concrete were gone. And there was like people just sitting on no. concrete. Like it's just a war zone. But it's still it's still an okay vantage point. But you really you really see the effects of the saddle dome from up there. You actually see the, the saddle. saddle. Yeah, like you're, yeah. You're, yeah, you are the saddle. So we make our way up there. Finally, we get up there. We're in good spirits. Everybody's in high spirits. We've all got drinks in hand. Sherpa's got us up there safely. Oilers start off like a house on fire. Alex, the answer, Chieson, big shorthanded goal first thing, and then what happened to Cam, Jay? So, so hold on, uh, let's take a break. How you like that, Jared? We call that a pregnant pause in the industry. Yes. All right. We'll be right back after this. Real Life Podcast. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jappamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Jappa. I tagged them in a picture. Smart. On Instagram the other day. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville had a picture of a bulldozer being jumped off a ramp. I just figured that'd be a great time. Of course. I always tag them in at safety first on Instagram. And I'm like, hey, guys, put that up. They're like, nope, we are actually about safety, not showing industrial accidents, Wanye. And I said, that's why you do what you do, and I don't do anything. Uh, so you're in the stands. Alex Chason scores. Yeah. Talk me through this. Yeah, so I'm sitting with with Coom and Chris. And there's a... So we're, like, we're spread out over like three sections, yeah. uh, our group. Uh, so there's only like three people that are from our, from our group that are in close proximity to me, and that's Chris and Coom. And uh, chase on scores, but there's a ton of Oilers fans behind me. So I turn to them, like yeah, like you know, high five them and stuff. And then I go to turn back, and then what do I see? Is Coom <laughs> is laying on his back with his legs sprawled out, like starfished, four aisles down in some four <laughs> rows down, four rows down. So he fell down four rows of, of seats, and he took another Oilers fan with him. He told me upstairs when we were talking about this that he tried to drink his beer midair, which I respect. <laughs> I respect that he had the presence of mind to be like, I'm going for a ride here. I better drink my beer. It was a funny, like literally four rows down, Kuma's on his back, like, and he's just looking at me like, just <laughs> deer in the headlights. Lost. Exactly. Like, what, he what, fell through time. What exactly? What universe am I in? And, uh, but it just so, it was so perfect in the sense of like the three rows in front of us didn't have people, like the, the, the two seats that were in front, like, there was two seats. Three rows down, like there was, it was like a lane for him so to fall down. So he fell like seat over seat yeah. over seat, not in the stairs, not in the stairs. No, no, oh my seat God. over seat. Who's like, ever done he this? He fell out of his seat. He jumped. He jumped <laughs> forward and not jumped up to celebrate the goal. And and with so much 
strength, obviously, these, these marathons he's running is paying off. He projected himself four rows down. And for some reason, unfortunately, took an Oilers fan with him. He said that when he landed, the Oilers fan looked at him and goes, who pushed you? Yeah. And he just pointed at a random guy with that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I... Because I... Cause I I, I I immediately thought I got pushed, and I looked. I'm like, no, these are fucking Oilers fans here. They wouldn't do that. So he literally shot horizontally out of his chair to celebrate the chase on goal. That's how much the answer is, and shorthanded goals mean to Coombe. I remember when Todd Marchant scored that goal in the playoffs on the in the OT on the on the breakaway. I was sitting at my dad's house on the couch, sitting, and I jumped up in the air from a sitting position and hit my hand on the roof, doing like the like the captain power, like hurrah, and hit my hand. But I've never heard of anybody jumping out of their seat and falling four rows forward. It's steep at the upper bowl of the saddle dome. It's it's steep. Like God. And those stairs are crazy slippery. Cool. After you like drop some like beer gets kind of spilled on them just generally as oh, the yeah. night goes on. Man. Oh, I saw so many right people fall down the stairs. Really? Oh yeah. There was a Calgary flame who was sitting beside me. This she was she was nice. She wasn't annoying. A Calgary flame or a Calgary flame fan? Fan. Okay. And she was walking. Yeah, she slipped right down behind me. Someone else saw someone go down the whole, like top to bottom down the stairs. It's dangerous. It's a madhouse in there. The one nice thing about the Saddle Dome, though, is there is apparently no security anywhere. Because a bunch of us just made our way into like some VIP legend lounge or something like that. Go on. They have roast beef in there. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. Some delicious treats. We Mm -hmm. were snacking on those. So hold on. You just. We're walking on the concourse and just strolled into a lounge and there was no one guarding the door. That's right. Were you with Joe? I was with Joe. She always... Evan, the intern, Rick. We were all like, we're just like, open door, let's go. Just wandered all right on through. I spent the second period in that VIP lounge sitting at a table drinking rumskis. And then when Connor scored to make it 2 nothing. I jump up on the table. On the actual table? Yeah. Did you fall forward, tables forward? No, no. I can mm. leap vertically. Sure. Uh, I jump up on the table. I turn around and I give everybody in the bar the finger. Just go like, fuck you. And they're all chirping That's at me. It was, it, was, it, was it. it was the way to do it. It was fun. It was playful. Joanne is just like, what are you doing? This was not her element at all. Boy, did I have to slither out of there, though, that room, because things took a turn in a hurry. Whew. Real bad. So... We were not only the not only owning the scoreboard of that game, but also owning the saddle dome. Oh yeah, there was Oilers fans like crazy in there, half and half probably. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, the wheels kind of fall off. I slither out of my lounge. I don't want anybody to see me anymore because I was getting beaked real hard and deservedly so. When they were up two nothing, I was pacing around Wanye Manor, looking at nobody, with my chest puffed out. <laughs> listening to hard jams you know how you do when you're feeling good of course and I, and I literally said to myself so earlier this year we were watching a game me and jay and and, and i said something like oh this couldn't be going better and then dry took a stick to the head and someone else took a puck to the mouth in like eight seconds yeah and then like don't say anything good one i said in my head this couldn't be going better up to nothing yep oh no yep then the flames came back yep they started scoring it was bad. Kachuk started was running so around. Well, that was in the first period, but yeah, we yeah. tamed him down. But like that, that first was, period, that was that, so that's annoying. the thing. That first period was so good. Like I am living my best life. I am on the road as an Oilers fan, and they were literally physically kicking the shit out of the Flames. I thought that Kachuk being a wild man brought the Flames back to life. I do too. I think it derailed the Oilers completely. When he, he just, oh, I, I love him. I hate him, and I love him, and I love him, but I hate him. Yep. And when Lucic was beating on his head and he was turtling, all I could think of was, man, I wish this guy was wearing an Oilers jersey. He went full fetal position. That was Cassian beating him. Yeah, oh. Cassian. Sorry, was Cassian. Sorry. No, yeah, not Lucic. Fish Cassian. Kiss is just like, Cassian wasn't taking no for an answer either. No. And that's but, the thing. And we kill. And that's the thing. I love Cassian goes, goes and does that. And that's a penalty we can kill because of the reason why he did it. Yep. Well, I mean, like, come on. He jumped on Connor's back yeah. and he's rolling around with Backlund on the ice. Did you not expect this to happen? Yeah, I don't blame if, if if I'm Matthew Kachuk, I'm any chance I can do, I can take to jump on Connor McDavid, I'm doing it. And uh, and somehow Connor got a penalty for it. So, how come Lucic isn't trying to go and fucking paste Goudreau well, or that's, Monahan that's just it. or whatever? Like it's a thing like the like like I said, I loved that first period and was energized and like Nurse went and, and and dealt and paid back uh Bennett for that for that run he took at him and then I love Cassian jumping on Kachuk. Like all that's good, but like we can't 
take our foot off the gas on that. So they're going to keep bringing it, and the only way we're going to we're going to win that game is if we are the the winners in that game. If you if 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 you know what I, if you catch yeah, my and drift. I, I just think that Todd got completely derailed by it. Like he throws Luch up on the first line, which I thought was good to settle things down for like a couple shifts. Maybe settle things down. It gets back to it being a hockey game. Move them off again. Yeah, but he just that line just died. Killed it. Yeah, it they, died. They couldn't get anything going. Like I, you you got to put Cass or Jujar on that line. Someone can skate with them. Yeah, Luch may never score again. Yeah, two I, goals in sixty six games. Wanya, we were playing around on DFO dailyfaceoff.com. Oh, let's save that because that's going to take us a good. Uh, it's depressing though. Let's save the DFO talk for after the next break. See how I'm doing this, Jared? Like troll. These guys are trying to pull moves. So pro, and I'm like, nope, not in front of Jared. This podcast sounds good, <laughs> and we're going we're going to be good. We're going to play good. Everybody but the Oilers is good in this scenario. But if you're the Oilers, don't you feel fired up after that first? Yes, period? that's the thing that I do not understand how you can have that first period go into the break. Sit there and have a little cup of saddle dome Gatorade, and then come out flat. Like, are you intimidated? They got globetrotted in the third period. Yeah, like pulling down their pants and stuff. Like it, yeah, yeah, it, they were globetrotted. Like we were just like we're giving we're we're giving pucks away in situations where like like I'm, I just keep thinking that cleft ball when he comes from behind the net and just throws it up the up the the wing on the uh in our zone to a winger that isn't there and it could only go to a flame and just throws it into that direction anyways and obviously Calgary's hot right now they took it and scored like just like little shit like that i'm like Dumb are choices. we do we just not care yeah, it was weird that was the thing it's Completely like it looked like up. we like tried to lose that like we did everything in our power to not win after we had our fucking foots on their throats yes with a skate on bag milk. That's going to sever a jugular. And you know what? Koskinen looked well. Good. He, I mean, the th- the third goal, a little bit weak, but he got shelled for 20 shots in mm-hmm. the third period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The math's going to suggest they're going to score some goals. Yeah. It was super annoying. Super, super annoying. And then, like, on the other end of the ice, Riddich gave the Flames the saves they needed to stay in it. I'm thinking Jujar had a breakaway, got stopped. Leon had a breakaway, got stopped. Oh, that's the thing. We had so many. Like, if we could have just convert on one of those breakaways. Different game. Different game. The bright side, though, Wanye, is after the game was over, we needed to bring ourselves back into a positive place. Fuck, because I'm mad. After Remember when game. we were leaving the saddle on the one time we were fighting guys? Yeah. Remember that? My cousin was in town. Yeah. My poor cousin lives in San Jose, Jared, and she's seen us <laughs> fight people at two different games. And she's like, I don't know, like going to games with you guys. We went to the, a game in San Jose and she was there and we were getting into it with people like the Saddle Dome post Oilers loss can get real did it get real this game well i didn't witness any realness i was taking it pretty good but uh, uh, deservedly so uh, yeah like, I, I i took some ribbing, take your lumps but nothing yeah, sure. I, I took my yeah, i always take my lumps but no scraps but, and i but the thing is though i was so mad i didn't even have the fire to want a rebuttal mm. and yeah i just thing. took it i just whatever you got to say i, I was just, just like because I, I was so fucking i, I was fucking mad like yeah. and i i and you can ask the guys at backside like i was hot <laughs> Like they they're doing such a good job touring, and I like just like yelled at everybody, because I was so fucking mad. And I know we did a team building exercise after, and Bagmouth would get into it, but it 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 took me like thirty minutes of being in there before I kind of tipped back over to being normal Jay. Yeah, it, it took a little decompression time. I had a little walk by myself. I lost Joanne, as I do. So I I left the wrong exit, and I don't know where I am at the Saddle Dome. So I just kind of started wandering around the building until I found somebody. Man, you just like the abuse that was getting yelled at me, and you just take it. You're like, God, I'll fucking write. That was one of the first games I've watched in a while where I just didn't have it in me to go on Twitter. Like when they were hot in the first period, I was like, ooh, Twitter. I wonder what we're looking at, but I wasn't participating. Yeah. There's people calling for the demolition of Roger's place. (laughs) There's people calling to petition Gary Bettman to let us switch lineups with any other team in the league. Just spin a wheel. Like people are getting rash. Brightside nation road trip trended Canada wide. Saw that all night on Saturday. That's the thing. It was such a good trip and it just got ruined by that third period. If you took a nation trip and didn't go to an Oilers game, you might have a better time. Oh, we'd have a great time. Just a little thought. Maybe take them to ever into a movie. No, we just went straight to Singapore Sam's where we ended up because we needed to we needed to get back to our center. Sure. So the only way to do that, I feel, 
Is to go for some Chinese food. It uh, gots to. Grab some chopsticks. Conga line? Put a beat down. Uh, there, the, uh, yeah, there, there was. Yeah, I saw there, was, there was a line. So like, for those of you who don't know, Singapore Sam's is a Chinese food restaurant in Calgary. It's probably the only good thing to do in Calgary because Calgary sucks. Oh, yeah. But uh, I will give them credit for this. Um, and it's open late night. And what they do probably starting midnight and on, they just blast like 80s and 90s anthems uh in there so it's, it, you come in it's like it's like a disco nightclub if you will that serves chinese food so you, you come in you're kind of like and we're all grumpy because we're salty because we lost we're sitting at a table but all of a sudden it takes a little bit of time then the music consumes you yep and then all of a sudden you're starting playing drums your chopsticks you're dancing on your tables you're 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 dancing with other tables you're doing a congo line Meanwhile, the owner in there who knows exactly what's going to happen every night sits out there mean mugging everyone. Oh, he's just, just so to try angry. to establish some like some Luchich yeah. type intimidation. Like, All I wanted to do like, was I'm have let Chinese you do this, food open late, but don't cross the line. Yeah, yeah. And right. and they serve booze, so we went there for the last hour and a half. It was a you know it was a great. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a blast. We thought we were going to lose Chris the intern. There's uh, some ladies of a certain vintage, if you will, Cougs. Oh yeah, past Coog. Chris had the moves going up. He was up on the tables. Just he was going. Yeah, he was in, he was living his best life. Thick. Yeah, and they were impressed by the moves he was putting down. So all of a sudden we look over and Chris is on a table with a couple of a uh, couple of cougs over there. That's <laughs> right. Just giving <laughs> estimated her. date of birth. I'd say mid forties. That's not so bad. Yeah, I'd say that. Come on, they were Chris. Some lovely ladies. He's a married man. Every of other course. dish at the buffet looks delicious. When you've got one, you have to take home. He's got that. Dirty little duster stash going oh, on right yeah, now. Yeah. He's cougar bait. Oh, he was living his best life. Yeah, he was, he was, he was having a blast. But that was that brought back some normalcy to my life. Yeah, we had we we needed it. We needed a little bit of fun. Although part of me was also salty about that because I think of how great our Singapore Sam's would have been had the Oilers won. Oh, it would have been amazing. Like I was I was saying to myself at the game, like God, like the, the way this game's going, like this is going to be a fen- like phenomenal night. I was also bitter. We ended up in Knoxville's and I'm just walking around realizing how fucking old I am now. Yeah. At some point I got old. To be fair, you don't look it. <laughs> right? None of the teens wanted to grind though. And I was just like, I was there. I'm ready teens to dance. don't grind <laughs> anymore. They text. They were flossing. Like I was looking around and seeing kids flossing no. everywhere. I'm like, this is super odd. I don't know what I'm doing here. Did you see the video of Ted Danson learning how to floss? No. You see that? No. He's like, on, he he's on some show. I don't know. Cheers. And they're in a parkade and like everyone's teaching him how to floss. And he looked hilarious. That was probably the non Oilers highlight of the weekend. Really? I don't know where you were living your real life while the rest of us on social media. No, because you know what? Yesterday we get on the bus to leave out of Calgary around noonish, somewhere in there. And then I remembered there was a game last night and I got angry again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happened when Jay ride back to Wanya Manor. He's like, you taking the tickets to the game tonight? I was like, the who and the what? Fuck, there's another game? Let's take another break. We'll be back to talk about the other game after this. Real Life Pod. SumoJerky.com. You've been through the gas station. You've seen all the flavors. Teriyaki, black pepper, maybe extra hot, sweet chili. That's about as exotic as it gets. But if you subscribe to Sumo Jerky at SumoJerky.com, check them out online, enter your preferences. They source out the finest small batch handcrafted ma and pa jerky from all over the world. They have all your favorite flavors, but it's high quality handcrafted versions of your favorite flavors, and they get exotic as well. Exotic jerky from exotic animals or play it straight and stick with beef. Enter your preferences at Sumo jerky.com it shows up once a month deliver it as a gift if you like have it sent to your work for a little pick-me-up during the day sumo jerky.com follow them on instagram at sumo jerky for pictures of their meat or sign up for the service yourself sumo jerky.com once a month meat delivered right to your door it's the home delivery service you didn't realize you need until it started showing up my favorite day of the month is sumo jerky delivery day sumo jerky.com to get started ah we're back real life sumo jerky <laughs> You know how it goes. I can't wait. Powered by the beef. I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for sumo jerky. You and it's son of a bitch. Great, great time. You All know right. What? You know what? Here's what happened, everybody. Let's just go full disclosure. Sumo jerky didn't arrive this month at the Nation HQ. I have no idea. You think I'm sitting there packing bags of these things, hey, bag milk? Hell all no. I know, all I know is somebody took my Windicat money. Yeah. And then I didn't get any jerky. Well, I'm not pointing fingers. Yeah, yeah, but, but you got some sour jujubes, okay? <laughs> yeah, you and sure seventeen did. bags of chips, thirteen hundred subscriptions. Went out oh, and a month. green tea Kit Kat. Don't forget that. That was unnecessary. That was expensive. That was really gross. I think we had to try it. Fuck green... you, Kit Kat. 
There's creepy Kit Kat flavors out there, like I orange and shit. Orange, orange or mint, I've tried that, but green tea. Green tea was unnecessary. Huge in Japan. Yeah. Kit Kat, they make every flavor in Japan. It's like the biggest thing. God, the Japanese are weird. Yeah. You can buy underwear used in a vending machine. Do you know that? Do you yeah. think I could get in on that? Like, does it have to be a chick? Production or supply? Production. Well, both. <laughs> Shipping and supply. Bagged milk. Underwear. Uh, can I tell a gross story? See, now I know that people are listening to this. Like, I'm about to tell a gross story. I think about the Chalmers is, is listening to this. And I'm like, do I really want Larry Chalmers to hear an underwear story from a vending machine? Yeah, Japan? You know what? Fuck it, Larry. This is my show. If you have your own show, I'll listen to yours and I bet you it won't be gross. But there are people, bag milk, women who make like thousands of dollars a year selling their underwear to perverts. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe I can convince Miss Milk this is a business we can go in on. She's but, a pretty lady. But you could do it. Yeah. You just need to find a weird subset of weirdos mm. who are into buying. blogger undies. People are doing this stuff out blogger there. Blogger undies. They're, they're making dope. Blundy, isn't that a sex move? No, nope, that's, that's, that's a Blumpkin. There we go. That, Mr. <laughs> Chalmers, I apologize if you just heard Jay say Blumpkin. Yeah. Thank you for letting go us... Go to Urban Dictionary, Larry, yeah. and see what we Thanks just talked about. Thanks for letting us sleep at your house when we were in high school. I appreciate that. Now uh, One Blumpkin was had at your house. Payback. Trust me. Payback is a bitch. Oh, no. So the oil go out after laying a goose egg for the second and third period in Calgary and, and they just get shelled by the goose. They teased Golden us, Knights. though. They teased us. Yeah, they always do. 20 minutes, we're like, okay, all right, they're mad. Connor's doing Connor things. 2-1 mm-hmm. lead after 20. 2-1 lead. Feeling good about myself again. Starting to warm up. Starting to get rehydrated. Get some snacks in me, a little nap pregame when I got home. And then the fucking went to shit. First... Three minutes of the second period. It's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Three goals in two twelve, Jay. Yeah, yeah. I so I had hockey myself, and I I, I was gonna rec- I recorded the game, and I was gonna come on and watch it. And I was like, no, what? No, I don't have fucking patience for this team right now. So I'm watching on the score app whenever I had, and just watching the freaking Vegas tallies just ratchet up, skyrocket. There was a lot of bitter people in the Bcast chat last night. Oh, I could imagine. A Shout lot. out to doing the Bcast in the hotel room, by the way. I watched that. That was oh, cool. that was at like three in the morning. Yeah, three a.m. Bcast, <laughs> and we had no uh, we had no can opener for the beats. Yeah. So Evan, the intern, took it upon himself to absolutely destroy the can with a coat hanger. He got into a can of beats with a coat hanger. Yeah. So I got pictures. I'll put them in the article. Actually, it's very primal. He. Oh, yeah. He went to a dark place. So I give him the can. I'm like, I don't have a can opener. Can you figure this out? He's like, buddy, I got you. So I go into the bathroom after. I'm hearing like a commotion, like just a knock, knock, knock. And I open the door and he is roaring laughing. Absolutely mashing the top of the can with a coat hanger. My room looks like a crime lab. Oh, scene. Crime scene, sorry. Crime lab? You mean like chemicals and little beakers and people walking around with coats on? Evan was making meth in there. But like, yeah, it looked like a crime scene. There was blood spat splatters everywhere. I just look at the room. I'm like, oh, shit. Got the job done, though, to his credit. Yeah. Made enough of a hole that I was able to squeeze some beats out and use a uh, plate that Chris allegedly, in my opinion, may have stolen from Singapore Sam's. We're really making our mark. We're really say, taking Calgary yeah. home with us. Bringing, bringing well, Calgary we did. Home. Well, and we have to. I think if anyone pays attention to our Instagram, you'll notice that we've traded up on shovels. Now we actually got a full size, proper shovel that's ergonomic. Ergonomic, good for the back that uh, Coom took. We have to a get retaliation. We have to get in touch with backside that we forgot on the bus. Oh, shovel, yeah. After all that, that's yeah. a good shovel. Gotta get that back. Great shovel. I know that we're always looking for silver linings. <laughs> I thought that the the six three goal by Drysaddle was very nice. Uh, well, that's why I tweeted it. Dandy like, little toe drag. I was like, I should be way happier about that goal because yeah. it was a beauty. Yeah, fuck, who cares? But the only thing that was great about that goal was as salty and rattled as we all are, his celebration, like guy who goes out deep sea fishing and catches a minnow and just throws it back. Like, yeah, scores yeah. like whatever. Completely unimpressed. Dasi's not good. So, Barely fist bumps on the way back. Yeah. We have two games that almost follow the exact same format. What the fuck do you think is wrong with the team? Well, what do you think is going on? Have they lost? Is is the coach lost the team? Because obviously they don't. They their body language is telling me they don't give a fuck. I think so. Like I keep, I can't stop thinking about the stuff that keeps coming out about Todd's lack of communication. And when you're dealing with twenty one to twenty five year olds, yeah, they. They're not going to do that, man. This isn't the 70s where you don't talk to anybody on the team. Like, it doesn't fly like that anymore. 
I don't get it. I thought he was a player's coach. I thought he was a good sasky boy. They're having pilsners after the game. I don't know. Maybe he's one way when you're winning and another way when he's losing. That's fairly human nature. Sure. Yeah, maybe. But we've and we've been losing a lot the last two seasons. <laughs> so maybe he has been toned out or tuned out. Sorry, toned. Well, here's the thing. So dailyfaceoff.com, proud flagship site of the Nation Network. We invested time and money, like only Oilers fans can, in machine learning over the summer to come up with player ratings. <laughs> and these player ratings were created by a very, very smart dude down in the States. No, nope, like, in Canada. Canada? Is he in Canada? Canada made. Not a boy, man. He had no idea. All right. Manny from Corsica. Yeah, man, he's in uh, Quebec. Oh, I thought he was like a near... Anyways. And so he put all of his time and energy away from working for the Pentagon into working for us for a summer and created these player rankings and relative um, rankings of a player. So you have a rating and you have a ranking. So if you go to dailyfaceoff.com and click on the Edmonton Oilers line combinations, at first when I looked at it, I thought it was broken. I was like, that bastard. Manny, you ripped us off. I thought you knew about machine learning. Problem is he does know about machine learning. So let me just walk you, Jay, through how the Oilers are looking right now. And you're like, what is wrong with this team? Sadly, the numbers are starting to tell the story. Remember when we were so deep on left wing bag milk? Oh, I remember. Remember? I remember when the wings were our position of strength. Yeah. Down the middle could have used a little help. Yeah. Defense needed a little help. A little bit of help. Let me just ra- show you, tell you the rankings of each left winger now working for the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club. Drake Kajula is the 91st best left winger in the league. Ryan Spooner is 160th. <laughs> Milan Lucic is 127th. <laughs> Beating Milan Lucic on our fourth line is the Juge coming in at 122. So think about your left wing. You got 91st, 160, 127, and 122. Let's do a little math here, Vanya. Little numbers. If you have 31 teams in, this, in the league, yeah. and you have four left wingers per team, sure. what does that work out to you? I'm bad at 120. So essentially, if I'm using these numbers correctly, 124. Two of our four wingers are below replacement value left wingers. Technically, they should be in the AHL. Yes. And just to make this extra greasy, I go and look at the Islanders. Not that I want to undo the Jordan Everly trade, but I want to undo the Jordan Everly trade. Oh boy, Jordan is ranked 25th as the 25th top right winger in the league. And we have now traded him for literally a spoon <laughs> that is ranked 160th. If you want to go at uh, Travis Dakin really mad, because I know he's listening. Taylor Hall, number three. Wow. But that's anyway. Yes. So then let's go down the middle. I saw him talk about Taylor Hall on Twitter today or yesterday yeah. or something. He can't quit. He can't He'll help end. himself. He'll be the old guy sitting on his porch being like, we had it all. But anyways, Connor McDavid, number one. No big. No surprise. 90.1 rating. I think that's the highest rated player in the league. The Nuge has a rating of 75.6, and he's the 44th best centerman in the league. I find that shocking. That drives me crazy. Manny, you're fired. Yeah, it drives me, like, because yesterday I saw people ragging on Nuge a little bit. Look who he's playing with. Uh, He's playing with the 160th best left winger and the 101st best right winger in the league. Why can't he produce? I don't get it. So, Connor, number one. The Nuge, 44. Cooper Marodi, not available. Kyle Brodziak's on the fourth line, 137th. 137th best center in the league. Yeah, we have two players on the roster looking at DFO that don't even rank. There's got to be some flaws. We there. only have three greens, man. Three greens. Green, oh, no, I assume. Brodziak's been good. Well, yes. sure. But when the numbers, like, this is the thing about others fans, right? We always convince ourselves yeah. that guys are better than they are. Let's go down the right wing. You've got Leon at 21st. So that's good. Only four spots higher than Everly, though. It's worth noting. Mm-hmm. Chase on, who I think shit hot, eight goals. Fuck and- yeah. 101st ranked player in the league at the moment. Patrick Russell, no, nothing. And Zach Cassian coming in at 113th. It's a sea of red. Yeah, there's so... If you want to depress yourself, go on these line combinations, then go click around and look at other teams. Like, our first line is ranked the number three first line in the league. Great. The second line is the 28th best second line. The third line is ranked 31st. Dead last. Dead last. Milan, Lucic, Marodi, and Russell. Now, maybe that's because I got two guys with no rankings. And then the fourth line's ranked 27th. So 28th, 31st, and 27th. That's your fucking depth. Thanks, Chia. You're great. Peace. Okay. Harvard Community College. Coming through for you. This team is better than these fucking rankings. They're just not playing to We it. saw it earlier. That's the thing. But you, that, 
That third line, you cannot argue, is the worst fucking line in hockey. And I'm sorry, like I've been trying to hold out. You're talking like, you know Luch, Luch Russell? can come back. Luch can come back. Uh, that guy is a fucking offensive vacuum. Two goals in his last 66, Jay. And he's not creating anything. He's killing it. You saw what he did to the first line in Calgary. Yep. Fucking killed all of the mojo of it. Yep. And if you're Coach Todd, don't your fucking eyes work? Like, can't you see that that's not working and we need goals? You're going to keep it going throughout the whole game? But I think it's like, who can he go to on the bench? Put Jujar out there. Yeah. Put cast guys who can skate. I would have loaded all three centers up. Jujar is ranked .03 higher than Milan Lucic. For the third period, I would have, I would have rolled with the, the big three on that one line. Try to overwhelm. And double shift them or something. like. But like... Uh, uh. <laughs> like I don't even I don't even know I don't even know what to think. I just want to grunt. All I can think of the only thing that makes sense to me is that McClellan is trolling Shirelli's for the lineup he's given him. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. He's let's go. To, let's yeah. sorry. Let's yeah. go through the defensive pairing, shall we? Do we have to? Oscar Clefbaum, whom we love. Sexy. Twenty first ranked left. A- abs of steel. D. Okay. Twenty first. And he's our number one. He's no, our so number one, fine. and he's twenty first. Yeah, that's that's fine to you. I bet he would twenty cl- first D man. Sure, he needs a little bit of offense, and then he'd be climbing okay. up that. Just think, there's sixty two top pairing defensemen, so yeah, he's in the top enough. third. Fair enough. That's fair. Larson's ranked forty seventh. Okay, he's a yellow. Clefbaum's a green. First overall, that first pairing, Wanye sixteenth, sixteenth in the NHL according to DFO. So like, not great, but not terrible. And remembering Sakara's Sik- out of the lineup. Yes. And that is not Coach McClellan's fault. No. Nope. And that is not Chirelli's fault. No. Nope. That is his Achilles heel's fault. Literally, he's the Achilles heel of the defenseman. Thank you. Darnell Nurse, second pairing, 59th in the league. That could be a bit. Eh. I haven't been impressed with Darnell. He's be been honest. up and down. Yeah. He struggles still. But he, he walked the little girl from Hockey Fights Cancer out to center. That was the highlight of my weekend, and that's sad. And they finally, the Oilers did a really nice thing last night with the Hockey Fights Cancer yeah. kind of opening. Yeah. I love that. Connor hugging her oh. in yeah. skates. I was like, oh my God, I'm having an emotional moment. I'm becoming a woman. She just looked so happy, and I was happy for her to have that moment. I had a post I was going to throw on Instagram, but then it sounded like super self-serving and weird. But I was like, literally when I saw that, I was like, you know what? There are worse things than cheering for a 25th place team in the league. Yes. And having that little gal come out and drop the puck reminded us all of it. Like oh, I thought 100%. it was very timely. And like Darnell holding her hand and skating down. Maybe he's the 59th best defenseman in the league. God damn it. He's number one in walking pl- people out. to. But center. you know what, though? That little girl that got hugged by Connor McDavid yeah. still wants the others to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn right she does. She's probably in the stands like, like I beat cancer to watch this exactly. hot garbage. She's she's fighting for her life. She wants her team to <laughs> exactly. win. Hey, we're all fighting for our lives. Let's take a break. We'll be back after this Real Life Pod. Alberta is where you find hardworking hands. Where prairie-grown rye meets mountain spring water. Where we pull dragons from the ground. And we choose Rig Hand Distillery. Vodka, whiskey, gin, and more. Rig Hand is made from Alberta-grown ingredients, locally distilled and distributed. It's a bottle of Alberta. Ask for award-winning Righan in your liquor store and visit RighanDistillery.com. We're back. Real Life Podcast brought to you by our good friends at Righan Distilleries. Thank you for getting us primed on our way down to Calgary. How oh. was the facility? Was it nice? It was cool. It was so cool. I'd never seen it before. It was really neat to it looked, see how they make booze. It looked like they were running like a huge church potluck or something in the Instagram, but everything being served was booze. Like there was tables set up and there was like people like, here you go, but it was just all hooch. So they got, uh, they've created their own kind of like, I don't know if you've heard of the term screech, screeching, I think it's called where you have to, you kiss the kiss the cod to be like inducted as an honorary newfie. Sure. So they created an Alberta version of that. Uh, it's, it's multi-layered, but you have to put on obviously a hard helmet, hard hat, hard helmet. Yeah. Hard helmet, I guess hard hat. You have to blow this like mating horn for an elk. Uh, you consume a shot before that, before you do that of brum. Yep. And then once you blow the horn, you go and kiss the stuffed elk. I'm wondering how smart it is to have people blowing on an elk mating call repeatedly in the same location for years to come. Like one day a bull elk is going to come charging oh, through the window. I'm like, I'm here about the and then mating. You gotta, and then you got to kiss that. <laughs> yeah. I'm but here about the in sex. Lo- in, in, in lieu of an actual Randy uh, elk coming, you have to kiss the stuffed one. Randy, you and, jumped through the window. I thought get, it was mating. And then you get a second shot of double double. So it's a And nice, then you got to kiss a stuffed elk? Yeah. Like, like taxidermy? Yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Good job. The more central, the better I'm told. Yeah. So a lot of people went through that process. Oh, I I gave them the real thing. I brought the elk in for the real thing. It was good though. They were great hosts. Their garlic Caesar was delight. Whew. Yeah. Was it with the the garlic vodka? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that was so good. Legit. So they watched us through the whole facility, kind of, you know, explained, you know, what makes uh, a craft distillery a craft distillery, how they, you know, su- support local, local farmers, hire local, do all that stuff to kind of, it's supposed to have like a, a local hangovers. Effect. Yeah, exactly. So Jeff was an awesome host. Uh, like Rick Hens doing such cool sh- things. They actually have their own TV show coming out. It's already come out, I think, on Global Saturdays at 12 or 1 really? in the afternoon. It's called Still Shots. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so like Big Rand, Big, uh, Big Rig's doing it. Big is it like Pond, Big Hand is doing it up big. Pond Stars meets making garlic vodka. You know what? I'll tell you when I watch it. I haven't seen an episode yet, but I'm, I have them recorded now. So Jeff told me on Saturday, Owen gets a shout out at some point. Yeah, in we're in one series. of the episodes. Yeah. So that'll be cool. My kind of show. Yes, sir. So, good on Rig Hand. Speaking of shows, let's go back to the shit show that is the Oilers defense courtesy of dailyfaceoff.com slash teams slash Edmonton dash Oilers slash line combinations may need to clean that URL up that's not for today though Matt Benning tough game last night playing with a 59th ranked left defenseman comes in at 49th which is actually better than I thought he would be if you asked me Wanye who's higher rated by the new machine learning Benning or nurse I would have thought it would be nurse this is where I convince myself people are better than they are See, not and not to me. Like I, I Daryl hasn't impressed me so far this season. Up and down, very, very up and down. Yep. Vintage Carey, our good buddy, swears from what he knows, and he knows a lot. The Darnell Nurse is like one of the most fit players in the NHL. Like his conditioning, he's you know, like he's he's got the toolkit physically to be the guy. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it there upstairs? Well, that's the problem. Is yeah. upstairs. He he looks so lost at times and then at other times he looks so good but he's getting into the spot now in age and games played where eventually he just is what he is yeah he uh he's fueled or reacts too much by emotion uh i find and so what and what and what i mean by that is if he's like if he's pissed off he's like he's like trying harder and trying to force things because he's angry and he's trying to use anger to to fuel this this solution of playing better or if he's you know the opposite well then you know the, the he's he's making mistakes because he's too timid or too this like he's he, he's too emotional and i think he needs to mature there a bit because he's got all the tools if he is just calm out there like a duncan keith he could be a duncan keith because he he's learned fast. to settle though What's that? You think he can learn to settle? That I don't know. That, that's the thing. I was like, about to ask how old he is, and they said, "You know what? I'm going to ask Daily Faceoff." Like I just, I just find, like I said, you can tell, oh, like when he gets say. when he when he gets hot, like he's just like I don't know. He's just he's out of character. Like he's just got to find, like, tr- try to find some kind of like he needs to find his streamline. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's got to find his berry. Find your berry. Darnell Nurse, to be fair, is 23. Right. Which is still young, of Find course, defenseman and, and and there's still opportunity there for him to evolve a bit. Yep. I mean, when I was 23, don't get me wrong, I was getting first nut pairing minutes. It's killing it. Yeah, but he has got. But if he can get his, if he can get his, if he if he if he can get his emotions in check, he can be 30 minutes a night because sure. of his conditioning. Yes, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like if he can get his head together because he's such a specimen, he could play for a long time conceivably. He's yeah. not bad with injuries. He's just got to calm down. Don't force it. Find your inner Barry. Then you got the third pairing, Jason Garrison, Jay, your doppelganger. Yep. Also, so also your name twin. So great. Both both named Jason. Bagman. I fucking love it because I never thought of it before. And then as soon as somebody planted it in my head, now it's just. Oh, amazing. I get, it's I get, best. I get lit up with it. You've got the chameleon looks where like we would go down to Mexico and Mexicans thought you were Mexican and you go to like <laughs> Portugal and they thought you were Portuguese, but you kind of look like Jujar. Like you got, got that chameleon game going. Yeah. Well, it's I hate my to tell Scottish you, Scottish roots. Yeah, yes. you're a hundred. I want to <laughs> yeah. see an ancestry.com breakdown. I don't believe it until I see it. <laughs> you're ranked 123rd in the league on D, Jason Garrison, and you're playing with Chris Russell, who I still enjoy. I like Chris. Russell. I like Chris Russell. He's I ranked 69. He plays nice. with heart. Nice and nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I admire his balls in the sense that, yeah. like, literally. I'd like to see him. Sure, sure. Just a like quick you know peek. what? Like, yeah. I mean, like, if you're throwing your body. In front of everything, I want to see what those big old balls look like. 
bruised. If you have that many <laughs> shots blocked, Chris Russell led the league last year in shots blocked. Yes. I do not think you're the problem. No, no, no. And that's, and that's inspiring for the team. So here's the thing. We've gone through all their fucking rankings. A lot of these guys are underachieving. So what is going to make these guys play to what their actual ability is? How many times is too many times to call Joel Gwenville? You see him doing shots at the Bears game? That's yeah, what we lose. Did you see that, Jay? Yeah, maybe, maybe he's having a good That's time. We and that, maybe we can't get him now. But I think... Oh, we need, no. we need, He's we, a coach. Coaches want a coach. I know. But we... we I, I, I never thought... We, we need to shake it up. Like, literally a week ago, I was like, no, no, we can't. We got to keep... Stick, you know, respect the process. Respect Coach Todd. Keep with it because, you know, things aren't as bad as we think. Well, the players are now showing us that things are really bad. And I'm getting angrier and angrier that we are in year four of Connor McDavid's career, and this is where we're at. Yeah. So when does when does Connor start calling the shots? Well, so this is what I was going to ask you about. There's a tweet here I saw. I'll just see if I wrote it down. Oh, my God. So a guy on Twitter, Adam Gretz, who I don't see at any family reunions, A. Gretz, he says, The Oilers are in year four of Connor McDavid. Seem headed for third non-playoff season with him. Shut up, Adam, but that's fine. After four years, Crosby and Malkin had a cup. Mm-hmm. Taves and Kane had a cup. Ovechkin and the Capitals were the best team in the league. Stamkos and the Lightning were one game away from the Stanley Cup final. I'll go even further. Crosby and Malkin had a cup final loss and then a cup. Ouch. So Peter Shirelli is a terrible GM. That's it. Case closed. You can tell me that. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Oh, no, we're not. We're going, yeah, <laughs> you can no, tell me still- you won a cup in Boston. Fine. Yeah. Jay Feaster won a cup in Tampa. And where the fuck is he now? You made a statement earlier, Jay, that had Tambo stuck around, ironically, with his perpetual assessment machine that he had going. We probably would still have everybody. Yes. We'd, we'd probably be a better team. And we- that's it pains me to say it, but it's true. Like the thing we haven't touched on, because we just went through all, you know, up and down the lineup. We didn't talk about the goaltending. Cam Talbot is just having a... There is a whole world of issues right now. I fucking want to cheer for that guy, but win a goddamn game. Make a save, man. I'm going to show you a photo that I took off Twitter that really, when you look at it now, breaks your heart. We'll put it up on the article at OilersNation.com when we put it up. Look at those four horsemen. Who's in the picture? Young Connor. Go ahead. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Jordan. And a perpetually unaging nuge that is a lot of firepower sitting there and i remember at the time saying to myself you know what it's fine we're gonna make some moves we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice i didn't think i could physically feel hatred towards peter shirelli somebody who i've never met but i do i hate him i hate him i remember a bruins fan when we were all celebrating on twitter when he came here Smart man, a Harvard man, I said to myself and probably to Twitter. And this one guy I'd never talked to before or since messaged me and just goes, be super careful. That guy's a moron and everyone in Boston hates him. What? Why? You delivered a cup. How can you hate? Oh, I see why. He delivered a cup on the assets that the previous GM acquired. So congratulations, Pete. You're great. Yeah. He's like Trump pumping his own tire because Obama made a nice economy. Exactly. So we have to... So Shirelli's got to go, but you're not going to. They're going to fire him. If if you did fire him today, that does not change anything. No, but you don't want him going into another trade deadline slash draft slash all of that. Get him out. Yeah, See ya. you know what? Yeah, fuck gas him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so fucking like I'm I'm li- I'm getting hot and Your mad right F-bombs now. F bombs are at an all time high. I know. And Mr. I, Chalmers I, is listening. I'm and so, he said I'm to me, Wanye, so fucking Jay just says so many swear words on that podcast. I'm so disappointed. Like the team was was it eight four and one? Yeah. Is that where we were? Yeah. Yep. And for them just to check out like this, like there's obviously some, there's something broken and it needs to be fixed now. We can't, we cannot endure another season of this because we're just slowly watching the fucking Titanic sink. When does Daryl Cates get mad enough to do something? Well, he isn't that guy. He hasn't been that guy the whole way. He trusts the team, right? He's got us. It drives me crazy. Gary V says we're not supposed to expect anything. We're supposed to just do everything without expectation. But that's the only thing I disagree with Gary V about. I think you got to have high expectations and you got to have high hopes. Sure. And I just think that whatever is wrong with this team, it's like at a foundational level. Yeah. Well, and you went through generational talents and what they did in their first three, four years. Where is the missed playoffs three times in four years? 
It doesn't happen. Yeah, no. And that's Pete's fault. Yeah. He's been around for four years now. This is his team. You're not blaming Mac no, T for this. No, 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 no. There's no Mac T fingerprints on this team at all. No, no, no. Get so, him out of here. Yeah, none. I still believe this team can make the playoffs. Sure. I don't think this team is as bad as it is. Well, and the Pacific's and trash. Need, and the Pacific's trash. They, the team just needs to have something happen to bring themselves together and start playing for themselves. Because obviously there is some kind of disconnect right now ha- happening right now, and this team is becoming a bit of a cesspool. Need a Bishai in the bench line brawl, maybe. The, when Kachuk started wailing away on everybody and turtling and stuff like that, I thought that turned the team around. I thought that that I can understand Milan Lucic scoring two goals in sixty six games. You brought up every fifteen <laughs> minutes today, bag milk. What I can't understand. I'm sorry, Milan. Is why? Oh, you're not listening. Don't worry about that. Yes, he is. I don't understand why guys like Lucic and Kara and Cassian and Cassian was doing a good job against Calgary. I'll grant him that. Mm-hmm. It isn't that hard to go run somebody over? Well, somebody should have grabbed Johnny Hockey, crumpled him into a ball, and thrown him in the stands. But and that's, and that's the thing. Like the, the it, that's what the old school. That's the code that Lucic used to enforce. Yeah. So like, it, but uh, that's the, the the same thing preventing people from going out and bungling Johnny Hockey through the boards and feeding him to people in the third row is why they don't. They're like that killer instinct, man. That fire to win, I think, is there among some guys on the team, led by number ninety-seven, number one in your hearts. But when I look at like, is it is it a case of having to remove a couple people from the locker room, Jay? Is that the issue? You it could get, be like you like, just buy out Lucic if he's the problem, just to get him out of the room. Is he that Andrew negative? Ferentz himself off the team. What? Which, um, no. So <laughs> like, Peninsula. Hey, Milan, is we need. So we can have thing, a guy like, rip now, your Here's seal. the thing about McDavid, though. His fire is starting to flicker. I did not see any crazy end-to-end rushes in that Calgary game like he normally does. It, it, even with Lucic on his line, you don't you don't need Lucic to you know. Lucic does not affect Connor picking up the puck from the defensive zone and carting it all the way down and throwing it across the middle to hopefully one of our players to put in the net. So I'm even worried that this is affecting Connor. Players oh, for sure, like it's that, affecting Connor. Where I, like think, that I think where I think he's bulletproof in the sense of like. With his determination to always win, like that, like I didn't like in, in the third period in Cal- Connor. Connor didn't show up, so obviously there's some he he's battling some things. There's some obviously some outside. There's some there's some influence in there that's getting into his fucking head. You can and be we got to protect this. You kid. can be a leader, as good a player in the league as you want. If your teammates are consistently letting you down over and over and over again for an extended period of time, yeah. not a person on earth can keep the fire going. I know. Nope. That's and, my problem. And that's what's scary. Now that I see that, I'm, I'm seeing this ha- starting to happen now with more and more. I'm, it's, it's scaring me. Of course. So something needs to change. Like, like Connor's got to pick up the phone and call Daryl Cates. He's got that kind of command. Well, for sure he does. I think Daryl Cates is under his phone as other Daryl because Darnell Nurse is <laughs> Daryl one. Daryl yeah, or, or something. Like, like, uh, and, and, and at least voice what's driving him nuts. And then, and then that way, at least that information is passed and hopefully can be actioned. Because there's obviously is it is it certain guys in the room? It could be, because obviously this is not a fucking unit. Well, it's, and here's another thing too: is they make weird moves like trading Ryan Strom for Cuddles, where Bob Stoffer today. I, whoa, I whoa, 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 whoa! Did you just call Spooner Cuddles? Yeah, yeah, that's the that nickname. is good. That's the nickname I'm put trying to push. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Cuddles is a great nickname. Like I, I guess his real nickname is Spoonsy. Fuck that. Cuddles. Cuddles is where it's at. I don't normally listen to Withers now, but I was curious today, so I want to listen to it today. Bob Stoffer did a five-minute rant about how popular Ryan Strom was with all his teammates, how they loved him, and how desperately they missed his kind of defensive game this weekend, and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? He didn't score. Fine. Okay. But, but that's for, not his fault. He's on the fight. He's, he's on the line he's in the black hole. Lucic. So for Bob Stoffer, uh. the guy who is the Oilers guy, that's his their guy to come out and like essentially publicly criticize Peter Shirelli's move three days after he makes it. What's going on? Well, I thought that trade was just like it. <laughs> it served no purpose. Doesn't no, it free it was, up? Doesn't he? Isn't he done at the end of the year? And there's more cap space for next year. Yeah, but two years. Yeah, but I don't two think Ryan, yeah. yeah, I don't think Ryan Strom is a bad hockey player. He's defensively responsible. He is on a. If you moved him up in the top six, he'd have more points right now. They had a contest with MNBA Mastercard where you could meet Ryan Strom, and I switched to Visa just because I didn't want to have a chance of having to meet that bastard. I actually thought the timing of the trade was hilarious because all week last week on the Oilers official website, they were pushing the coming home like video thing with Ryan Strom was like the feature. Yeah, of it. 
all week. Yeah, I remember that. Remember and then away that. you go. See you later. Beautiful fiance. Yeah, like it, it's 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 a trade like that that I'm just like, and, and obviously the team reacted. They didn't like it. I hate this. I'm guys, actually, guys don't want to put in a, a solid a solid sixty minute effort because they don't care right now. Because if they, you got to stop taking the good guys out of the room. Matt Hendricks. I was watching Walking Dead all weekend because I don't know any girls and I was watching Walking Dead and every time someone good in the group died, someone else would take their place and all of a sudden what's his nuts was there and then he's gone and there's a new, I don't feel y'all are doing that right now. They're not walking dead in this thing. See you next week. Fuck. (laughs) Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.